evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And I'm always grateful for your support and your emails. And tonight is a night where I respond to an email from one of our listeners. And I'm so grateful because she allowed me to do that. I will, of course, make sure that I, I limit the disclosure that's identifiable. But everything else, she agreed that I could use her, some of the examples she's given me from her childhood in a relationship with her mother to you guys. So uh, thank you so much. We're going to call her Mel. Thank you so much, Mel, for allowing us to share your story because your story is so powerful. It left a very strong impression on me, to be honest, as all your stories do. Uh, this is no different. And it's uh, one I think that many women will relate to. How I know that is because one of my highest listened to or downloaded episodes on my podcast is the mother-daughter toxic relationship episode. Actually, anything dealing with toxic mother-daughter relationship dynamics usually does uh, pretty high on listens when it comes to the podcast. So that tells me there's a strong audience for it out there and a lot of healing that needs to happen in that area. And I'm so glad that I'm able to um, get people to send me emails where they're disclosing their own experiences. So other women out there don't feel like they're alone, like they're just the only ones trying to heal out there. Oh no, you guys, there's, there's, we are not alone. You are not alone. I'm letting you know this right now. Uh, I'm glad to validate that for you and confirm it for you. Please send me this email so I can let you know you're not alone. I think I've kept my word when I say uh, that the majority of the emails that I've received, I've made an episode on in one way or another. I have either added some information that they provided for me in the episode, or I made a whole episode just on that case itself. And tonight is such an episode. I'm going to be presenting to you guys Mel's story. So in her email, Mel describes mom as a narcissistic mother. And uh, she labels her as depressive and super toxic. And for a while, she believed that all the things that she would tell her about uh, relationships, about men were real, because that's all Mel has ever really known. Never did she think it was insane to go over someone's phone, to follow them everywhere, to look on their profile if someone else commented. So it sounds like from the email that Mel got the impression that this was all normal. Uh, she kind of grew up in this chaos of mom behaving in that way towards her boyfriends, towards mom's own boyfriends is what I mean. Okay. So this child, Mel, is growing up <clears throat> this way. And at one point, she does admit that she almost became like her at one point because that was her normal. Mel also experienced mom's uh, really significant mood fluctuations through mom's attempts at suicide when Mel was around 15 years old and around 19. And actually at one of those incidences, she actually found her. Mel also recalls incidences in where she was with her sister in the backseat at night with mom while mom was driving around uh, looking for dad uh, after stealing his address book. Now, 
that already sounds pretty controlling, right? This, this mom that's very erratic in her behavior, significant fluctuations here in her moods and impulses. The kids are just along for the ride, figuratively and literally. And unfortunately, they're getting to see all this as the norm early on. It sounds like mom was also not very direct with Mel. Uh, she lied quite a bit to her uh, and also gave her mixed messages that were contradictory at times. For example, she does say that she always told uh, her to give so she will receive. The truth, she says, is that she thinks that she has given enough but now expects everything from people around her. So it sounds like mom perceives herself to be entitled to some kind of behavior that other people owe her, that she's the most important person in the world wherever she goes, and the most important person in anybody's world. Does that make sense? Like That's basically mom's psyche here. She perceives she, she should be the most important person in everybody's world. She's the center of their world. And unfortunately, those kids had to, uh, not knowing any better, comply with that to survive. So now Mel is at the age of 24. And she says that she does talk to her mom over the phone. And I'm going to suspect it's an intense conversation, usually, probably, probably about mom, because everything has to be about mom and mom's life. And Mel describes mom to this day, still doing these behaviors, chasing boyfriends, uh, messaging the girls that her boyfriend was speaking to just to give them shit and to have them leave her boyfriend, which I'm assuming there's some stuff going on with mom and her boyfriend. And, and I guess she tells her daughter Mel about it. And she, uh, she just, I guess, vents to her and makes everything about her. Mel makes a statement in her email that she wants to control everything. When I got an apartment, she said, she almost cried that I was going to leave her alone. Mel also recalled an incident at the age of 19 when she went camping for two weeks. She called her every single night to tell her what to do. And I think that really sums up what Mel gave me about mom's responses, behaviors, and you can kind of tell what kind of personality she is, but don't worry, we're going to break that one down for you tonight. Because it's not necessarily the personality of mom that I'm interested in talking about in this episode. What I'm really interested in, because that's the person that sent me an email, is the person that's taking accountability for their own healing. And that would be Mel. I'm really interested in Mel. But we have to kind of understand, based on this childhood, what I'm going to expect Mel to have to heal within her, look at herself, see if she's got these traits, uh, really understand how that environment impacts her today and what she can take accountability for to heal within herself. So this way, it's not generationally being repeated. So it sounds like when this type of parent is present in this child's life, this type of parent is very overwhelming. Moms are human and they have baggage. This type of baggage, this type of dysfunction, as any dysfunction you'll see in any human being, takes generations in the making. It is not like overnight I wake up and dysfunction is there. Oh no. It is actually dysfunctional for generations. So mom's mom, mom's mom's mom, and so on. 
the dysfunction trails down to you and me. And I want to tell you this, and I tell you this with a lot of love and respect for humanity, that very few people become better than their past. Almost everybody will usually do whatever that was done previously, because we accept the reality that was uh, placed upon us as children, and most people don't ever challenge that reality and change it within themselves in a lifetime. So we're really, really lucky when we get to look at ourselves with that depth to really do something about it. It is a call, a call to change generations to come. So I'm so glad, Mel, that you sent me this email because you are taking that significant step. So going back to mom, again, that dysfunction, like I said, this is not, is not bred overnight. And so we have to keep mom in that light that we really don't need to understand her too much from the idea of what she needs to do to heal. Mom has her own life. She has her own decisions that she's made. And like I said, very few people become different than their past. But unfortunately, when a child like Mel is growing up in this environment, seeing mom with this childlike, and, and I would say a fixation in an adolescent stage where mom responds and thinks like an adolescent. What she has to move past would be the fixation that she has in, in the adolescence phase. But we're not going into that because most of the time, the child born into this family with this type of mom, they learn to obsess about mom's wants and needs. They become an expert on mom. As a matter of fact, they think and feel for her all the time. So think about it. Mel finding her mom in a suicidal condition, that already tells me that Mel would have, at that point, become a savior for mom, or she would have taken on that role for mom. Of course, it's an inappropriate role for any child to take on with their parent, or another human being, period. But in this case, the parent. Unfortunately, Mel becomes that person that takes care of mom, at this point, this type of mom, who's very emotionally immature, she will use the daughter or daughters for her own convenience. So she will give him attention, but it will be in the form of, I'm going to vent about my boyfriend to you. And the child is sitting there listening to mom, thinking that I'm getting mom's attention. And it's not really for the child. It's just for the, the mom and her own uh, needs are being met with it. But the child confuses that with affection. So the child learns to play a mature role. It's very inappropriate because I don't want a child to be taking care of the emotional well-being of a mom. Unfortunately, that is not the role of the child, but now it becomes inverted. The child now takes care of mom instead of mom taking care of the emotional needs of the child. So this is very sad, very sad situation. Mel says in the email that I, for a long time, thought it was normal. I think to some extent, I'm going to guess Mel is still trying to save mom. This is problematic, friends, because Mel has not learned that mom and mom's problem is much, much bigger than Mel. 
But Mel still has the wounded child on the inside who's still trying to save mom, to fix her. In the hopes that maybe one day mom will finally pay up, will finally become the mom that I may have seen maybe bits and pieces of somewhere here and there or imagined that she would be. That's what Mel would probably be waiting for. But unfortunately, all she's getting is still playing that role of her savior. Mom is always playing the role of the victim and creating chaos. And she's always in a crisis. And daughter has to come and save her from that crisis. So mom would have always been a crisis, always. Like growing up, Mel would have had to experience mom crisis after crisis after crisis. Like mom never calmed down, especially if she didn't get what she wanted from someone. She would have thrown an emotional tantrum that would have looked younger than her age. And so Mel today would be responding on the wounded child. She would be still trying to please mom. She would be trying, like I said, to save her, to fix her, to help her heal. She would have to put her feelings aside like she's learned to do with mom, right? In the presence of mom, that kiddo would have had to put her feelings aside because it was always about her, (laughs) always about her. That's what that kind of mom is. She's always going to make it about her. And Mel will get angry. She will be resentful, but she will not allow herself to understand why she is. But tonight, we're going to help her understand why she's resentful of mom. And she's allowed to be. Mel would feel guilty if she allowed herself to feel resentment or anger towards mom. Because it took years in the making. Let me just tell you, it took years in the making for Mel to ignore her feelings, her anger, her disappointment, her frustration towards mom. Uh, It would take years of that to ignore that in order to deal with mom, to bond with her. Because every kid needs a mom. So she would have had to put her emotions aside to love mom. Because how am I going to be angry at mom, disappointed at mom, and uh, bond with her? I won't allow myself to bond with her. Okay, So the child learns to discard those very important feelings that they later need for their own protection. So we today, I need Mel to experience her anger. I need Mel to experience the disappointment that she did not allow the child to experience as a way to survive. Today, she needs those feelings. Now, I'm not saying go and like get angry at mom and tell, look, if you do that, Mel... Well, nothing is going to happen because mom has not learned anything new. She's she's going to take your information and she's going to give you exactly what she's given you before. So I suggest you now take the power, take back your power by simply keeping it and working it within yourself. Allow yourself the feelings that you needed to have had then to protect yourself. So for example, today I need you to be frustrated enough to start making boundaries with mom. If mom wants to vent about her life and her personal life and all that, and you're wanting to listen, I need you to to really start protecting this inner child by telling her she doesn't have to listen to all that anymore. She's not there to fix her mom or make it all about her. I'm allowed to go do whatever else I want to do that is better for me in the day than listen to my mom vent about her boyfriends and what she's doing. You're allowed to say, mom, I can't talk to you about this right now. Call me back later or whatever the case is. Mel is allowed to make boundaries. 
So that's why I need her to feel those proper feelings so she can start protecting herself in a healthy way. We can use disappointment, anger, uh, suffering in a healthy way. It doesn't have to result where I smack somebody or I hurt somebody. Oh no, it doesn't have to do, it doesn't have to do all that. I can still feel those feelings and use them wisely. Use them to protect myself and protect her from my resentment. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but what we don't want in this case, what I heard a lot in the email, is that you get to explain, Mel, mom's feelings over and over again. You like have explanations for mom's feelings that are detailed. I'm like, oh my God, Mel has done this for years where she's explained mom's feelings, mom's thoughts, like really made excuses for her by doing that. Again, during childhood, she would have had to make excuses for mom to bond with her. She, however, does not need to do that today. Today, she's allowed to protect herself, even from her mother. And that's okay. That's okay. There's no guilt associated with this. And if you do feel the guilt, please understand its nature. It doesn't mean it's the truth, I always say. It just means it's guilt. Uh, there is a feeling that's programmed within us, perhaps, that if I was to put boundaries or say no to my mom, I would feel, feel guilty. I would be made to feel guilty. And so naturally, now I have an association that when I make a boundary with mom, I feel guilty. Please do not allow that to make decisions for you. When we're healing this inner child, who's now an adult, our adult self is reparenting that inner child, but doing it in a healthy way, allowing them to have the feelings that they needed to have, validating those feelings. If they felt disappointed from mom, if they felt angry at mom, they're allowed to feel those feelings. It's okay. It's okay. We are not going to wait for mom to validate this for us. We're not going to wait for mom to get it one day and say, oh my God, I've been a terrible mom. I should have learned these lessons before. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to wait for that. We're not going to wait for that. Healing starts with us where we're standing. We are responsible today for what happens generationally after us. We either carry the memories of the past or we make new ones and we can do that we can change that generationally so mel boy oh boy we love you we love the courage that you have in writing this important email that i know many women can relate to many women and it's an email from a a young lady who's been brokenhearted by her mom over and over and over. She would build up expectations of her just to see them drop again. And the inner child doesn't want to give up because they still need a mama. So they build the expectations again. And then mom would be a no-show. She would be a disappointment again. And so the kiddo spends years creating expectations and feeling disappointment. Creating expectations and feeling disappointment. And as an adult, she's used to that. She's used to uh, not changing her expectations. And that's what we need her to do today, to make sure that she alters her expectations to match what she knows about mom, what she knows to be the truth about mom, and that mom is selfish, she is uh, immature, she is manipulative, she is uh, self-centered, she 
has poor boundaries when it comes to men. She gives bad advice. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that we need to admit about mom, we need to see it as it is. We don't need to protect her anymore or feel guilty about calling it like it is. Please, as the adult, you need to call her out exactly as she is. Nothing more, nothing less. We don't need to exaggerate nothing. Just say it like it is. The child couldn't do that. A child couldn't see it like it is. They had to make it better than it is to bond with it. And that's understandable. But today, we don't need to make it better than it is. We would now be delusional in denial. And we would not be able to protect ourselves from the continued frustration and exhaustion that will only come if we don't make boundaries with mom. We need to heal this. We can love mom through our boundaries. We don't need to love her through our guilt and poor boundaries. I hope that makes sense. Let's love her today with our boundaries. We are allowed to heal. She doesn't have to heal before we start healing. We are going to choose not to engage in obsessive thoughts about our mother. Yep, I said it. It is very common for ladies who have this uh, relationship dynamic with their mom to talk about mom instead when I'm asking them about themselves. So just recently, I had a session with a female that was asked, you know, something about just her, like what she thought would change or would, I don't know what I was asking her. It was something about her. And then all of a sudden, the uh, conversation started to be about her mom, what she thought, what she what she felt, and what she was going to be upset about. Like, I know my mom was upset, and I know that's going to make her upset. I'm like, that's a lot of work that this person effortlessly put into thinking about mom. You know that's programmed. You know that's learned. It's a habit that this young lady consistently has to think about what mom thinks, feels, what's going to make her upset. She's learned to do that for years because of a wound. We don't want to keep this young lady acting on that wound. Uh, we want to help her heal. The inner child is still doing that. And so when we help the inner child heal, then we allow them to stop thinking and feeling for mom. Stop wondering when she's going to be upset or what's going to make her upset. And what if I did this? And what if I did that? If she if she's going to be upset, I know she's not going to like this. I know she, you know, we need to make this inner child stop doing all that and help her grow into adulthood and having her take care of only herself, which is what she's born to do. She's only born to think and feel for herself. But unfortunately, because of her old wounds, she thinks that she has to, she's also capable of thinking and feeling for her mom. And in some cases, attempting to save her continuously. Yeah. We want to make sure we heal this pattern, friends. It's not that we're not going to come with baggage. We all come with baggage, moms included. But today, we are in charge, if we're really lucky, to take charge of our own baggage and healing it. That's what we can do today. And when we do that, then the next generations get to feel a lighter load than we have felt. And that's how we love and pass love down to generations to come. Just like we could pass dysfunction down, we could pass love. It goes without saying. Oh man, Mel, you are awesome and very courageous for sending your email. 
And thank you so much for the generosity and allowing me to share this information with everybody. Um, and because I know it'll serve them well, and I hope it serves you well today. You deserve in this lifetime to get your healing. It should not be contingent on mom getting hers. She will not set you free and you will not set her free. You are here to learn your lessons and to heal wounds that you're capable of healing, which are yours. We are, however, not capable of healing other people's wounds. That's why healing is a personal journey. It is meant to be a personal journey, one that is consciously felt, and we awaken to it if we're really lucky. So please allow this process to awaken you into healing. Mel, we send you love and light. And remember, being an adult does not mean we abandon the child within. It means that we give that child the best childhood they never had. This has been an episode of Drive Through.